0: and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats Podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State Sporting News that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Balthazor, and welcome to a very special weekly recap slash Q&A episode where we're just going to dive straight into it, answer, a, we got a lot of questions, and then we'll go into the weekly recap, but we'd rather not keep everyone here for like 38 years, because not only do you not want to listen to that, we don't really want to listen to it either, but... Most importantly, thank you all for 50,000 downloads. It, you know, This celebratory episode also happens to be releasing on my birthday, so thank you for 50k downloads for my birthday, because it definitely all happened in one day. Definitely not the second time I've made that joke. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're going to dive straight in to the first question from a someone who's been a previous guest on the show, but we're not sure if he wants to be named, so we'll just go ahead and go through it, answer this bit by bit. You get to th- choose three guests to be on the show, but they must adhere to these rules. Guest number one must be a lesser-known player of any sport prior to 2019. So, uh, I'll kind of let you go first on this one.
1: Okay. Um, lesser-known player is an interesting phrase to use because I think that could mean a lot of things. and Especially a lot of things to different people. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people um, may think that a guy like, I don't know, Demarcus Robinson for football is lesser known, but uh, he was a starting running back for a full season in 2014 in my lifetime. So I I know who he is. He's not (laughs) lesser known to me. Uh, But I I still, uh, um, I think I have an answer. And I think that I'm going to pick a guy that some people will know, but not many. I'm going to say Weston Hebert who was a special teams guy for K-State in, I think, the early 2010s. teens. Uh, the reason I'm picking him is because I'd really want to know how much focus was actually on special teams, because I know it gets talked about a lot. <laughs> I want to know how much they really practice special teams. Uh, I also think he'd be really great to ask about... Uh, how uh, that how the team was at the time like what was the locker room like what were the cast of characters like Uh, because he was kind of in an interesting era of uh, k-state football
0: so if we're going for a a
1: real diamond in the rough i think i'll go with him
0: yeah i'm not sure if this guy i think the guy i'm thinking of was before 2019 in fact he'd almost have to be um i'm actually going to go with and he's lesser known by virtue of the sport he plays 'Cause he's a baseball player and I just haven't heard anyone talk about him outside of like the three times that he's been mentioned. I'm gonna go Nick Martini. I'm just really curious to like hear like basically the life of a baseball player and sort of his journey to the MLB. And I think it'd be I think it'd be a really solid interview because I'm not sure he's done many or any interviews with like K State media. Ever since he's left.
1: Yeah. And he is pre-2019. He was on the team back in like 2010, I think. Okay, so so yeah. yeah, Current uh, Cincinnati Red, uh, Nick Martini. Yeah. Yeah, uh, He's been bouncing back and forth between AAA and the majors for the last probably uh, four or five seasons at this point. Uh, So, I mean, good living as a 4A player. And uh, yeah, that's a good pick. I like that.
0: Yeah. Number two must be a member of the K-State Athletic staff that is not a coach. Um, oh, who's the the lead trainer?
1: I have no idea. The lead trainer. <laughs> I'm
0: just going to go with the lead trainer. Because uh, that's another thing that I'd be really interested in. I, I'm sure you'd hear some very interesting stories that, for confidentiality reasons, the names would be completely not mentioned. But I think it'd just be really fun to hear from like the lead... Specifically the lead football trainer. I think that would be really interesting to hear stories about.
1: No, yeah, I think that would be super cool. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who is on the football staff as well. Um, that, And I'm going to roll with Chuck Lilly. Uh, because he's a recruiting analyst, I believe. Yeah, he is. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to roll with him. Uh, just because I'd really like to hear what he has to say about uh, the recruiting process and how it's evolved under Clyman because it has gotten different. I'd really like to hear straight from the source uh, what they've actively changed, if they've really changed much or if they're just landing uh, um, their first option more often than not. And I'd be just interested to kind of pick his brain about uh, his time at
0: K-State and what he's seen. So,
1: i go on to Chuck Lilly.
0: Yeah, that's a really good pick. Uh, Last bit is, guest number three must have no connection to K-State Sports or Kansas State University at all. Um, I'm going to assume that it means that, like, they could have never played them, like, could have never played K-State, and obviously could have never been at K-State. Because if you did, like, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, like, six degrees of K-State, it's almost like anything can apply. Um, I would actually go... Still I I'd, I'd go with a football personality. I'd go with JT O'Sullivan cuz I would just like to talk I'd like to pick his brain about like K-State quarterbacks of the past. If you don't know JT O'Sullivan, he was a backup quarterback who uh in the NFL who runs a YouTube channel called the QB School where he does like a bunch of film breakdowns. I just think it'd be really interesting to like kind of pick his brain to see what he thinks about the K-State quarterbacks of present and past.
1: Yeah, that's a really good pick. Um Picking somebody with no K-State connections at all, it rules out people that you wouldn't otherwise think of, like Aaron Rodgers, because uh, he played the tail end of a blowout uh, when he was at Cal. Oh, yeah. Uh, against K-State. Uh, so can't pick him, unfortunately. Um, but let me see if you count this as a connection to K-State sports. Uh, Peyton Manning. Uh since Will Howard went to the Manning Passing Academy, no, that doesn't count? Okay. I don't think that counts. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and say Peyton Manning. And I'd like to actually have him break down Will Howard film. I mean, in a theoretical universe. I don't think he'd actually do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if we could hypothetically get him to do that, I'd love to uh, listen to what he has to say about Will and break down uh, the differences between uh, when he got on campus and now.
0: Yeah. So that's question one. Thank you so much for the question. And before we get to the rest of the questions for today, here's a quick word from today's sponsor. And welcome back to this episode of the Aggieville Alleycats. Uh, we're going straight uh, into the next set of questions from Scott Wildcat. First question, are you going to keep doing the realignment episodes in the summer? Probably. As long as...
1: I think if we have one more summer with actual realignment movement, then I think it's just going to become something we do forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think at that point, we might as well just make it an annual thing. And if nothing's actually happening, then we can just make another hypothetical spreadsheet, so that way things can actually happen.
0: <laughs> Since we're, that's apparently the, the catalyst for all action is an Alley Cat spreadsheet. I'm just saying, like, didn't we two years ago call this current round? Like, one of our <laughs> outcomes was, like, well, outside of the Big 12 dying, one uh, of the outcomes was I kn- us taking the Four Corners? I
1: think I had uh, the Arizonas and Colorado. I might have had Utah. I can't remember. Uh, but I know that there was a scenario that had the Arizona schools joining. Uh, but I cannot remember perfectly off the top of my head. It's been a little while. Uh, since that but we've we've got the spreadsheets around still so yeah they're somewhere (laughs) yeah so i i I can check them and figure it out but uh short answer yes i imagine we're gonna keep doing realignment episodes
0: yeah uh the toughest part of law school next question the toughest part of law school is the time commitment
1: (laughs) yep that is exactly what i was gonna say i was a pretty busy person in undergrad but it was because I was doing like four or five things that combined took up a lot of time. And the difference of law school is that it's one thing that takes up a lot of time. So it feels just like so much more, even though in truth it's not a ton more than what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just all focused into one specific thing that just makes it super overbearing. I, I think you're starting to figure it out too, <laughs> uh, just how it, it's difficult to stay disciplined on stuff like that to the point where it's just, it's pretty much impossible to fully be disciplined the entire time. Like I'm going to have slip ups. Yeah. Like it's just not possible to be perfect. Um, But yeah, definitely the time that that's really tough.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I agree. Next question from Scott Wildcat. What are your three genie wishes? Traditional rules apply. Can't wish for love money or for more wishes. I can go first. Because uh, Connor can confirm that I'm a massive dweeb and uh, I actually like made several years ago, I made like a hypothetical wishes note. I don't know why I did it. I just thought it would be funny. Um, From this list, I would probably go with the ability to go back in time, maintaining the other two wishes in this case, but keeping my mental state and knowledge, but going back to the physical state of where I was. So, like, I could go back to when I was 13 years old but still keep all the knowledge I have now. Um, I would be – I would like to speak and be able to translate and read every language in the world perfectly with perfect fluency. And I would third and finally make all coaches who step into K-State the best in their field while they're at K-State. And that's in every sport.
1: But the second that they leave. The second they leave,
0: they suck again. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, I like that. That's a, that's a good set of wishes. I, I do not have a doc uh, with wishes. Well, it's uh,
0: because you have a girlfriend, Connor.
1: <laughs> I don't think those things are related at all. <laughs> uh, but um, three genie wishes, um, I don't need to wish for love. I already have that. Um, money, everybody could wish for, but it's against the rules. And <laughs> uh, then more wishes is... I mean, w- wishing for more wishes is just stupid, mm-hmm. I think, like... It's cheating. Yeah, it's a cop out. So, and it's also against God's rules. So, not going to do that. Uh, I think one thing that I'd really want is to guarantee good health for my natural life. With so, I'm not asking for immortality, but just that like I'm not going to be dealing with like significant health afflictions for my life, and I'll just like die of old at some point. <laughs> and. And I'll I'll just, like, kind of go quietly like that. Uh, Next wish, I would like for K-State to, like, kind of, like, in a rotating sense, be elite at sports. I I think it would be kind of boring for, like, K-State football to, like, Win be, everything always. Yeah, win everything always. Like, I mean, like it would be super fun. Don't get me wrong, but like it'd also be very entertaining if it was like cyclical. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason I said like 14 dynasties get boring after a while when you win every single year, yeah. uh, because it, you know, what's gonna happen. Um, and then, uh, wish number three. That's a tough one to think of. I'm not 100 percent sure uh, what to make of it. Uh, I because i've come up with two pretty good ones. Um i think maybe i would want uh like infinite wisdom. Like i'd want to like any issue that faces me, i like always make like the best available choice. I, I or i have the ability to make the best available choice, i'll say. I
0: think that's a very very noble wish. I agree. Uh obviously i don't agree too much cuz it wasn't any of my. <laughs> Um, next question: Fornicate, marry, kill, buffalo wings—the actual wings, nachos, or loaded potato skins. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I, mm, I kill nachos, fornicate with buffalo wings, and I guess marry loaded potato skins. But all of that is kind of non-committal.
1: My thing is, is buffalo wings? Does it specifically have to be buffalo sauce?
0: I would imagine it's just the wings themselves.
1: Okay. Because I'm not the biggest fan of, like, buffalo, buffalo sauce. sauce. Like, I don't dislike it at all. It's just not going to be my first choice. Yeah. So, if, if it was that specifically, I would kill. Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, um, I'll probably kill loaded potato skins. Um, mainly because I think potato skins, I think, like, whiter. Yeah. And... I feel like bang for your buck with those if you were to order them as an appetizer it isn't very good as opposed to like loaded like fries. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um then I probably Mary Wings fornicate nachos, I think. Which I say that, I don't really ever order nachos that much, but I think if I could customize them just the way that I wanted, I think that would maybe be my top pick.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's fair. Next question from Scott Wildcat: In a life or death situation, how many Nathan's hot dogs could you eat in ten minutes? I'm gonna go like fifteen.
1: Yeah, I think that's a I, that's kind of ambitious. I was gonna say about that. I think I'm less. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna say like twelve. Mm. Um, because I, I I don't want to overestimate what I could do. Um, because it doesn't seem like much, but having never attempted that, it would be a lot. So yeah. Uh, there's, there's a pretty good chance I would throw up partway through. Um, (laughs) but I'll, I'll shoot for a dozen.
0: Okay. I think, yeah, I think a dozen's more reasonable. I just, I don't know, in a life or death situation, I feel like I could summon the power of my very Italian ancestors and eat something that's Polish or starting from a Polish man. (laughs) Um... Next question from Scott Wildcat. If you had to get rid of the Powercat and use one existing logo for K-State to have as the primary, what are you choosing? Sailor Willie. Then that, that's not particularly difficult for me. Sailor Willie is the answer.
1: Uh, I don't know what I'm going to pick. Not Sailor Willie, though. Um, because I, I want to say Cocaine Willie, but I feel like that's just kind of a basketball-specific logo, even though I know it used to be a midfield. Uh, for uh, the football turf, mm. but I don't really think of it as a football-adjacent logo. Um, I think Flag Willie is a, a good pick. It's a logo when I was younger I didn't really like, but it, I I now love that logo, so I think I'll roll with Flag Willie.
0: I think that's a good pick. Uh, kind of similar in like the general stylings, except for oh. not really. Um and then the last question from Scott Wildcat. This was the question we both were looking forward to because we, we knew someone was going to ask it eventually. Since you started the pod, which recruit were you the most wrong about when they hit the ground running and you didn't think they'd be a player and one that you thought would be a stud but hasn't come to fruition yet? Uh, well, the first one's easy. It's uh, Jacob Parrish, and it's not particularly close uh, because Jacob Parrish, you know, you could make an argument for Jack Fabris already. Uh, I think Jacob Parrish is the better pick here. Because Jacob Parrish was a legit, like, first guy off the bench as a true freshman. When, specifically me, I'm not going to tie you to my bad take. Um, I just thought he was a kick returner who could develop just about anywhere else. But I thought it would take time. Um, player that I thought would be a stud but hasn't come to fruition yet. It's kind of cheating if I say Jalen Clem. Because he transferred out. Um... Donovan Ryman, I guess, so far. I, I, I think it's a bit too soon to like write him off, but he hasn't turned into quite the stud that we initially thought he'd be Like instantly. Ryan Day doesn't count. He lost 30 pounds from Mono.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very tempted to say Jacob Parrish. Um, I know I had him a little bit higher than you did in my mm-hmm. rankings. I still didn't think he was going to be what he is now. Um, but I think think i might need to say vj Payne. um i had him lower than jordan perry and i was not particularly high on him um when he was uh coming to k-state out of high school and he as a true freshman started games by the end of the year and was a significant part of the safety rotation so i i think vj Payne's probably a good pick there um you could Again, guys like Jack Fabris or Austin Romaine, there's already a decent argument for from this past class because they're both playing and uh, they're both in the regular rotation. And Austin Romaine's actually made some pretty nice plays already. Uh, so those are going to age really, really poorly, but it happens. A uh, player I thought would be a stud, but hasn't come to fruition yet. Ryman is a really good pull there. Um And part of this, I guess, is cheating because he's injured right now, but Garrett Oakley, uh, I was super high on Garrett Oakley, and he is yet to see the field. Uh, Some of that's just because he's hurt right now. Um, But regardless, I I was high enough on him that I think I can uh, safely pick him.
0: Here's an evil question for you specifically that I just thought of. True freshman Garrett Oakley or true freshman Andrew Metzger? Um
1: probably Metzger, I think um Oakley's probably a marginally better athlete in space, uh but I think Metzger's the better pure tight end uh I think he's more ready than Oakley was um and he's got longer arms, a better frame, I'll say, and um uh, his uh ball skills are really really good, so I'm picking Metzger probably, but I still think Oakley is going to be a problem in a good way.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good take. Thank you, Scott Wildcat. Next question is from Ema Caleb, the artist formerly known as Punished Caleb. Um, what are Ace and Connor's dream football alternates? That's a very hard one because, honestly, I really like the alternates we had against Tulane. I thought those went exceptionally hard. I don't want I, a controversial take. I don't want lavender as like a primary or secondary color on a football uniform. I'd be okay with it as like a tertiary. Um, so I guess what I'd do is um, silver pants, um, white jersey, silver helmet with the American flag willy and lavender stripes on the helmet.
1: The American flag, Willie?
0: The one against Tulane. Or is oh, that a.
1: That's just a K State flag, I think.
0: Oh. It's, it's like a pennant.
1: Okay. I think. Well, that's still one. Was he carrying an American flag? I'm doubting myself now. The one from Tulane. Yeah, the, the, the numbers, numbers on the number one from side. Two lane, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I think that's a really good pick. Um, I'm definitely going to say all ab. No joke. But. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a. It's, it's tough to think about just because we've never really seen much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think whatever I pick is going to include lavender's trim. Um, I'm open to the idea of lavender uniforms, though. If it's executed correctly, I think it is possible to do it correctly. But I also think for football, it's very easy to screw up lavender as a primary color or mm-hmm. even a secondary but I would entertain the idea of like a la- like lavender striping on a helmet and lavender striping on shoulders and on pants uh, but as like a secondary striping. Uh, I-, I think that's where I'd go with that. And then and then probably white pants, white helmet, and then a royal purple jersey, like a darker shade than I think we normally use. Because I, I prefer a darker purple, because uh, I, I think that's kind of where our uniforms started, and they've kind of gradually gotten lighter. They started to get darker purple again in recent years, but there was kind of a point in time in like the twenty thirteen to like twenty seventeen or eighteen era where our jerseys were like a very light purple. But we're we're going into we're getting to a darker shade again, and I I'd like that. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if those colors make any sense like actually, like as a color palette, uh, but it sounded good in my head. So i will roll <laughs> with that. And helmet decals, um, I'm good with either a power cat or the flag willy number combo because I really liked those helmets and I still do because uh, the curse isn't real. Uh, <laughs>
0: Ain't no curse. The
1: this, the way to break the curse is to wear alternates every single game until we win. <laughs>
0: 0-12 season incoming.
1: The, okay, if we went 0-12 wearing alternates every game, we could I believe
0: in the curse. But, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it would take for me to believe in it. we make a baseball player out of you yet. <laughs> Thank you, email Caleb. Next set of questions are from John Grove, which is one of the lovely hosts of Cat Attack. Uh, first question: name your top five football venues you want to visit the most based on scenery. Ooh. Um. Well, Provo, BYU is probably number one.
1: Uh, y- I also might have Provo second behind App State.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh.
1: A, a close second. But it's because I have a affinity for kind of Rolling Hills. I mean, yeah, I'm a Flint Hills guy, so I have a little bit of bias there. But that's not. Talking smack on BYU or anything?
0: Yeah. Um, I'd go to FAU, probably second, because I think their stadium is very close to the coast. Um, dang, this isn't easy.
1: <clears throat> Colorado, I guess, would be three for me.
0: Yeah, I would. I would agree.
1: Oh, is it Montana State that has the? mountain like right next to it Isn't yes like, yeah montana state
0: montana state may actually kick up to two for me then um then four like
1: washington for five
0: washington okay i'd go oregon for five so mine would be uh byu uh f or uh, byu uh, montana state fau colorado and oregon
1: Alright, so the mine is App State BYU, Colorado,
0: Montana State, and Washington. Okay. So that's question one down. Next question, which three famous K State athletes would you invite to a dinner party? See this is actually a very interesting question because we could like depending on the vibe of the dinner party, this changes the answer drastically. <laughs> I am going to opt for like a very very emo barbecue so I'm actually probably gonna go justice James um justice James oh uh, Caleb little Jim from the baseball team he was there my freshman year and I think my sophomore year as well then pff, Cody white here emo
1: interesting picks very that, interesting picks
0: that would either go horribly or it'd be like an absolute blast uh, if I'm going with
1: famous athletes for K state uh, that's a tough one but I think I'd like to make it more of a legends thing so hmm. I think I'd bring Michael Bishop I'd want uh, I, I'd want him there um, I think I'd bring Mitch Richmond And then I need one more. I'll say Jacob Pullen. Not bad. I'd I'd want to see how those three K-State stars from kind of three different eras interact.
0: Interact with one. Yeah, I think that'd be, yeah, just how that, that, dang, that's really interesting. Um, (laughs) Before we get caught 45 minutes on that. Next question, have you guys visited all the cities that were part of the original Big 8 conference? If so, what was the best and worst experience? I've been to all of them except I don't think I've been to Ames. I think that's the only one I haven't been to.
1: You are much better traveled than I am with the original Big 8 because I've been to Manhattan and Lawrence. I think that might be it. Because I've not been to Stillwater. I've not been to Norman. I've not been to Boulder. I'm about to go to Columbia, but I haven't been there yet. (laughs) And uh, two more. I'm Ames. I haven't been to Ames. And then I haven't been to... I've driven through Lincoln. I don't know if that really counts, though. Um, So just two. I've driven through a third. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to start visiting. I was planning on going to Boulder. When we had them on the non-con slate. So I, I, I wanted to go to Boulder anyways. That was on my uh, docket. Um, I'd like to get up to Ames anyways. I'm about to be in Columbia. Um, probably never going to go to Norman at this rate. No. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems like that's not going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not super well-traveled uh, when it comes to
0: uh, away teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to disqualify Manhattan because I lived there. <laughs> uh, so, and that would have taken the best slot. For best, begrudgingly, I'm going to give it to Lincoln because Lincoln's actually like a super nice town, even if it is like basically very university centric. It's still a really nice town. Um, worst, it's a toss up between Lawrence and Boulder. And I think I'm probably going to give it to Lawrence by virtue of having more exposure to it. Because to me, there's like nothing in Lawrence outside of Mass Street in the university, which, again, could be another biased perspective coming through. But I don't know. I'd go Lincoln and Lincoln is best and Lawrence is worst.
1: I've only got two, so K-State at the top and Lawrence is at the bottom, <laughs> there there is no other way to to really rank it i think <laughs> at least for me cuz uh, i love manhattan and uh, the stuff to do in manhattan and around it uh, and lawrence i don't i don't hate lawrence really um i actually kind of like lawrence uh it's just not my favorite in the world but i imagine you know i'm not i'm not going to uh make a preconceived notion about i'm interested to see if i like lawrence or columbia more
0: yeah Next question from John. If you could eliminate one state, what would it be and why? I'm going to add a caveat to this. Uh, You don't delete every person from the state. They just move elsewhere. So you're not killing anybody. I I
1: wouldn't care about that. What? Uh, That's not important. (laughs) (laughs) We might even be better off.
0: (laughs) I'm curious now. Missouri. Missouri.
1: I'll let your parents evacuate. (laughs) But they can't tell anyone else.
0: You can see the look I just gave him. Um, Dang. They're... All right. Um, I'd actually probably go... I'd go Nebraska. I mean, I know I just said Lincoln's a beautiful place. However... I think the rest of Nebraska is basically nothing outside of Omaha, and I'm not going to sacrifice the natural beauty of Montana and Wyoming or any of the Dakotas just to keep Nebraska on the map. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Nebraska has been deleted and replaced with Antville.
1: In truth, I might be more inclined to say, like, Oklahoma or maybe mississippi,
0: Ooh, mississippi. oh mississippi i'm changing my answer mississippi god forgot that state <laughs> yeah i yeah,
1: mississippi is a, a different planet i think i've only driven through it once and i hope that is the last time uh it's an interesting place
0: if you're from mississippi i'm sorry not for insulting your state but that you live in mississippi yeah, it's
1: a it's a place maybe i need to visit somewhere
0: else no like oxford no or you don't no. All right. No, you don't. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next question and final question. Final two questions from John Grove. Uh, Whataburger in or In n Out Burger? I've had both. Um, In and Out, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm in and out as well. Um, I've had Whataburger once and In and Out once or twice, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember Whataburger being like okay, and I remember In and Out. Being better than Whataburger specifically because of the value, because In and Out was
0: super cheap. Yeah, In and Out's like five guys who's cheap.
1: Yeah, like like it's cheap and it's a really good bang for your buck. I think was my thing with In and Out. Uh, I, I think that I think the reason people call it overrated is because people think it's like literally the best burger that you can get, which it's not. It, well, yeah, it's just subjectively not true, but it's so good. Yeah, it's
0: still a good burger. And the last question for Reelsies is Culver's or Brahms. I'm going to go Brahms, honestly. That's an easy Culver's for me. Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, they have cheese curds, and that's something that Brahms might have. They don't. Yeah. I mean... Freddy's does. Brahms always, like, has given me strange vibes. Like, like they have, like, this, like, random grocery store on the inside which I think is really odd. And it's, I've had their food and it's okay. It's very standard fast food fare and Culver's is in a kind of similar boat, but they've got really good custard and they've uh, got really good cheese curds, uh, which
0: I appreciate.
1: They, they at least have a few standouts. Brahms to me doesn't really have a standout at all. So I'll say Culver's.
0: Yeah. I, to me, I think Brahms, just because it doesn't have a standout, I just think it's the model of consistency to me. I've had like Culvers, granted, only three times. Twice it was good, and one time it was terrible. Granted, all three of these were different locations, so it could have just been like a that location thing. But I've never been to like a truly terrible Brahms. So I'm going to pick Brahms here. So that is the questions from John Grove. Go check out Cat Attack on uh, from Wildcat 91.9. Uh, The last person who sent in questions is the good chef, Andre Napier, one-third of the wonderful Cocaine Willie podcast. Uh, First question, power ranking time. Give us the top four Big 12 schools and the bottom four Big 12 schools. For me, this was actually pretty simple. As much as it hurts my mind, body, and soul, Texas is probably number one right now. Uh, K-State's probably number two. Number three probably ends up belonging to, begrudgingly, Oklahoma. Number four... Dang, there's like a battle of mid for number four, isn't there? The contenders are BYU, Oklahoma State, and Cin- I'm going to give it to Cincy. Um, Because Texas Tech would have been there, but Texas Tech... They're not in the bottom four, but they're on stinky watch. Bottom four, absolute bottom is Houston, followed by Baylor, followed by Iowa State, and then in fourth to last, have I said West Virginia? You've not. Swap, uh, swap Iowa State and West Virginia. Both are really bad, but... (laughs) Yeah, so that that's my my list. I think I have an identical top four to you with Texas, K State,
1: Oklahoma, and Cincinnati. And then my bottom four. I mean, I I, I think right now Houston is pretty obviously the uh, the worst. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's close. Um, followed by I think Iowa State. I I think that they're pretty bad. And I think that they're honestly only going to get worse yeah. over the course of the season. Um, then I'll follow that up with West Virginia. Uh, and then Baylor. Actually, I'll swap Baylor and West Virginia. Uh, because West Virginia at least didn't get completely destroyed by Penn State. That was pretty <laughs> close to getting out of hand. Uh, but they kind of hung around uh, for a bit. Like It was... Uh thirty one fifteen with like three and a half minutes left. So that's close ish, I think. Close enough. Yeah. But uh yeah, Houston definitely the worst right now. Iowa State I think is just gonna be awful. Uh this is gonna be a not very good year for the Big Twelve. No. It's it's shaping out to not be impressive for the Big Twelve. I mean like KU is honestly, like, probably fifth best right now. Which, which shouldn't happen. Which really hurts to say, because they're, they're really not an incredible team. Like, their offense is still elite, but the defense is still really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, I UCF is undefeated for now. I, TCU's probably not going to be very good. BYU's probably not going to be very good. Oklahoma State, I think, are pretenders right now, hardcore. It's going to be year of the
0: mid 12 this year yeah next question from chef how excited are you for the ea sports college football game and is there a future online dynasty together for the first question it is my second most anticipated game of 2024 which it makes me very very excited for it yeah i think
1: now that starfield is out it's the game i'm most excited for uh, because starfield is awesome i've loved playing that game Uh, So now I think I'm most looking forward to it, even though I still am very anxious about the game that we'll end up getting. Uh, Like,
0: it can be garbage, I'll still buy it.
1: I'll still buy it if it's garbage. Regardless of if it's good or bad, I will still be getting this game. I just worry about it. Yeah. Uh, And Future Online Dynasty. If that mode exists, it's probably something that's going to have to happen.
0: Almost certainly. Which one of us gets K-State?
1: might be easier to just have no one get
0: k-state that's probably true uh by the way if you're curious the number one game that i'm most excited for is metal gear solid delta is that a new game uh it's a remaster of my favorite game oh uh, okay or like a remake basically huh. which wasn't sorely needed but it also kind of was for very different reasons but we're not here to discuss that the last question nope second to last question of the q a Describe and build your ideal quarterback with features from former college quarterbacks. See this to me is a very 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 interesting question. Because there are a lot of really great quarterbacks from you know K-State's past, not only K-State's past but of years past, of yesteryear. Um so I let's separate it into five categories. We'll go brain, arm, legs, pocket presence. We'll go. We'll make it four here because I can't find a fifth.
1: Toughness.
0: Toughness. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's five. So brain. I'm trying to think of like the most cerebral. I mean, the obvious answer is Peyton Manning, but even I don't. Oh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Easy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with Joe Burrow there. Um then what's the next one? Arm. Arm. Uh Michael Bishop. I don't know. Michael Bishop. <laughs> uh I guess if we're going purely power, the answer is almost objectively Joe Milton. <laughs> Either that or Tyler Bray. I remember he used to have like ninety seven throw power in Madden. Yeah. Uh I, I I guess if we're going arm just true arm talent. Uh, is probably the way to roll there. Might be like Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. I'm gonna go Dan Marino. Oh, if you want to go back that far, then yeah, it's, well, probably, yeah, it's... Dan Ram- it's probably Dan Marino.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it, it's Dan Marino. Yeah, it's former. Like you can go back as far as you want.
1: Yeah, all right, let's do that then, Dan Marino.
0: So we got Joe Burrow. We're we're agreeing so far, and Joe Burrow, Dan Marino.
1: I figure I just wanted to build the same one.
0: Here. Oh, okay. So we. Oh, yeah, okay. let's just
1: collaborate here. All
0: right. So third was. Uh, legs, Lamar Jackson. I think that's,
1: yeah, that's probably right. Unless we want to just get the legs of, like, a QB that did nothing but be mobile. Like, so a triple option quarterback? Yeah, I guess we'd have to pick one that would be more athletic than uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, good L- luck. Elver <laughs> uh, Oberson was a really good running threat. But, I mean, it's also case day bias, so I don't know how worthwhile that is. We can play it safe and roll with Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah. Pocket presence. Which is, like, ability to manipulate the pocket. Or escape it. See, this one's tough, uh, because, like, there's two ways to look at this. You could look for, like, play extension ability, which, begrudgingly, the answer would probably be, like, Johnny Manziel. Or you could look for, like, actually good at navigating a pocket, in which case the answer is the opposite of Johnny Manziel. Um,
1: You see, it's funny that you said Johnny Manziel, because that was the first person I thought of as well, and I also hated it. mm -hmm. Um, Caleb Williams, honestly, is for play extension.
0: Well, that's former. It has to be former.
1: Oh, yeah. So it can't be Caleb Williams.
0: Uh, If only he asked this in, like, a year Yeah. so. Well, you know, no, we don't know. Maybe he stays in college. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. Um. Hmm. This may be another one of like Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow was also really good at like knowing where the pocket was.
1: Yeah, I I think you might be onto something there. I don't know if it's cheating to use the same quarterback twice. Uh, it might just be. I'm struggling to think of players with really great uh,
0: pocket presence. Because
1: it's just not something I think of very often. Let's roll a with Trevor Lawrence then.
0: All right. And last and not least, toughness. I feel like there are uh, a couple really, really good answers here. I have one that you may or may not be thinking of, and it
1: has just as much to do with how he's been in the NFL recently okay. as Baker
0: Mayfield. I was thinking either Adrian Martinez or CK Seven.
1: Colin Klein is a fantastic pick here. Tim Tebow is a good pick.
0: Ooh, uh, Baker
1: Mayfield, because of all those. I mean, he played through like a broken back for like half a season for Cleveland. Marcus Mariota, remember all those injuries he played through um, with Tennessee? Ooh, like Marcus Mariota was basically a walking cyborg that last season he was in uh, Tennessee. So there, there's some, there's some good options here. Klein, if you want to go specifically college
0: or Tebow, uh, I'm gonna go Tebow. I think Tebow is like a different kind of tough. I, Tebow was body injuries. Colin Klein was brain injuries. That's true.
1: Klein in 2011 to get some, uh, he had some pretty bloody elbows, uh, but no. Tebow definitely had that uh, physical toughness, and I don't know. I think he just pretended that pain wasn't real <laughs> and
0: I, I guess that kind of worked for him he may have been hit so hard that he stopped feeling it that he might have reached that point he may has he may have aphasia yeah. um, so we've established brain of burrow arm of merino legs of lamar jackson pocket presence of lawrence and then toughness of tim tebow four straight natties Probably, honestly, <laughs> with,
1: with that quarterback. that That's a really good college quarterback.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that question, Chef. And then last question for real this time. Uh, is there a... <laughs> which is the better connection, Will Howard and Ben Sinnott or Chef and his internet? Yeah, it's, it's Will Howard and Ben Sinnott. It's not particularly close, my man.
1: I, I think maybe the better way to just worded this was, is there any worse connection than Chef and his internet? I don't think that there is oh. I, I I think he and his internet Have the worst connection uh, That I've ever seen
0: <laughs> Ever heard in my entire life Yeah Wasn't ideal But that is the Ask the Alley Cats Segment, thank you all Everyone who submitted questions Now we're just going to dive really quickly Into the weekly recap, try not to keep you too long After this um, Starting with the Soccer Cats ugh remember how we said the Oral Roberts game was supposed to be a get right? Yeah, we lost. Uh, we lost two to one at home. And we were like getting out-athleted at some points. I don't really want to talk about it. Nor do I. Uh,
1: the, there's not really a whole lot to say that you can really take from it. Uh, basically, we let them get off way too many shots. We gave up another penalty. Uh, which allowed them to get back into the game, and then they took the lead.
0: We subbed goalkeepers. And then didn't put Sheaf back in?
1: Yeah. Well, I think we really didn't take this game as seriously as we needed to after scoring early. And that was a mistake because we got embarrassed at home by a bad team.
0: Yeah. I mean shout out Maddie Weichel for getting the her first goal on the year. But yeah, everything else about this game sucked.
1: Yeah, there there's not a lot to say here. It was just awful.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't want to relive that experience honestly. <laughs> but I other I can't really say anything else other than that is really disappointing. <laughs> like remarkably disappointing. But they did bounce back well enough and get a draw up against a not good Cincinnati squad, um, which you could have argued that it shouldn't have been as a draw, and you'd be right. But uh, Aliyah Alnagar had a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous goal for uh, K-State's one goal on the day. Uh, Gross. I just highlighted the uh, the shot counter for K State and the number of shots on goal.
1: Yeah, just one shot on goal, and it was a goal. Uh, eight total shots uh, since he got fifteen off and seven on goal. Uh, so, n- still not a great showing for K State's offense. Uh, we're we're getting the ball into the attacking third quite a bit, but we're not really sure what to do yeah. if we don't have a set piece available. Uh, when it comes to goal scoring, we're not very good at improvisation. We're not very good at keeping the attacking flow going, but luckily El Nugar scored on a free kick from distance, uh, and it was a fantastic goal. Yeah, uh, one of the best I've ever seen from K State soccer. Uh, it was about as perfect a shot as you can get, uh, I think, because uh, there just was no stopping it. No, uh, and it, it it looked professional. Uh, it was that quality of a shot um from probably like 35 yards i'd say um it was a seed yeah it it, it was just a laser beam from really far away that hit off of one of the side posts and beauty of a goal uh in the 79th minute uh so kc is able to salvage a point which is good uh it's better than losing um but,
0: really bad Cincinnati squad. Yeah, a
1: Cincinnati squad with just one win. Although we say that, they're 1-4-3. K-State's 2-4-3. So, I didn't
0: say we were good. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so K-State does come away with a draw, at least. Um, on Soctoberfest. Yeah, on Uh They had uh, Willie and uh, Lederhosen.
0: Lederhosen Willie, if you would.
1: Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> he... Was doing something out there, I guess. But yeah, it was uh, not the best performance. Uh, it's clear there's a lot of ex- inexperience on this team. Uh, it is really underclassman heavy, um, with some senior leaders, but not many. Yeah, but they've got a long way to
0: go. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. The next matches for the soccer cats is uh, next Thursday up against Oklahoma and then next Sunday up against Oklahoma State. Both of those are in Oklahoma in their respective towns. Um, Next home game is October 1st, or home match is October 1st up against Baylor. That's a tough road stand. Yeah, going to Oklahoma, then Oklahoma State, and then TCU.
1: uh, Not a super fun uh, stretch of play there. Um, Need to salvage some points. Uh, if you're k-state i imagine those games are going to be very foul heavy for k-state I'm we're going to be playing
0: very physical and just trying to muddy the game yeah which hey you got to do what you got to do <laughs> so that is soccer now we can talk a little bit about volleyball the volleycats first game we'll talk about is up against ut martin and k-state pretty well dominated this game there's a three 0 or 30 uh, sweep, 25, 14, 25, 12, and 25, 13. So there was never really any point in doubt. We'll just go through uh, the leaders here and then move on to the next. Uh, in kills. it's Aliyah Carter with nine, Ania Clinton with seven. Anaya Clinton with seven and then Shaylee Myers with six. Uh, Liz Grigorski had five aces. Aliyah Carter had four and Cindy Boulding had one. Sydney Boulding also had seven blocks. Anaya Carter, or Clint- Clinton, had four. Shaley Myers also had four. Uh, Izzy. Shulsheski. Had 24 assists. Ava Grand had five, and Mackenzie Morris had four. Mackenzie Morris had 18 digs. Izzy. Shulsheski. Had nine, and then Liz Grigorski had six. I-, I think I can say it now. I just like the bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty Dominant performance. Uh, I mean, UT Martin had a negative hitting percentage over the course of the entire game, uh, which is pretty remarkable.
0: So optimal, you'd say. Uh,
1: yeah, they had uh, 20 kills and 23 errors, um, including a whopping 2 kills and 9 errors in their first set, which is historically awful. Uh, at least it, it comes off that way. KC, uh, you hit 50% in the third set. 18 kills, just 1 error. And that third set i mean that's about as dominant as it gets uh for volleyball uh so uh great result good match i imagine this isn't do much for our rpi uh, because i imagine
0: ut martin's pretty awful (laughs) you said you said the words rpi and i got i I was sent back to a very not good place i'm sorry buddy with the (laughs) batcats But that's the UT Martin game. Now we can talk about the head scratcher in the room, and that is the uh, 3-2 loss up against Lipscomb. Uh, it went, the first two sets went to Lipscomb, uh, 25-17, then 25-18. K-State came back the next two, 25-19, 25-17. Then in the last set, it was a 17-15 Lipscomb victory that ended up sealing it for them. It, this game is weird. Like this, this match was just very strange. Like this isn't one that you really want to drop. Um, not because Lipscomb is like awful, but because they're below average, and it's just it's just not a good look, really. <laughs> I wasn't able to watch this, but uh, you can cover leaders this time.
1: Yep. So Aaliyah Carter led the way with seventeen. 17- Kills. Uh, Anaya Clinton had 13, and Sydney Bolding had 12. Um, aces, not a ton. Uh, Sydney Bolding, Mackenzie Morris each had two, and Aaliyah Carter had one. Uh, blocks. Sydney Bolding had eight, and then uh, Liz Grigorski and Izzy Frochetski each had three. Uh, Izzy Frochetski had 32 assists. Lauren Hinkle with 13. Mackenzie Morris with four. And then on digs, Mackenzie Morris had twenty. Izzy had fourteen, as well as Aaliyah Carter, who had fourteen as well. So, yeah, dropping a, th- a match to Lipscomb, uh, pretty bad, I think. Casey's <laughs> um, hitting percentage over the course of the day was better. They hit two nine six. Lipscomb, uh, hit two six seven. Um. Lipscomb did have 12 aces in this game, uh, which you cannot allow if you're K-State. Lipscomb hit uh, .483 and 0. .471 in the first two sets, first two sets which is just unbelievable. Uh, it's To me, this reeks of K-State going in overconfident, thinking that they could waltz through it, and realizing too late that they'd have to actually try. Yeah, uh, uh, that is what this comes off as to me, which is just completely inexcusable. Uh, and because you you cannot afford to drop a match to what at the time was a three and three Atlantic Sun team. Uh, that, that's just objectively bad. So there there's no getting around that. But really, really, really tough result. Uh, that really hurts your postseason resume to lose to to Lipscomb unless they go on some miracle run and end up actually being really good. Lipscomb to the natty? Question mark? Uh We better hope so. (laughs) But but a pretty bad result for volleyball.
0: Yeah, it's not... mm. Uh, But we did have a little bit of a bounce back match up against LIU, who is a bad team. Uh, (laughs) Verifiably. Uh, K-State ended up taking every set 25-20. 25, 11, then 25, 10. Owie, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're liu, <laughs> yeah. not what you want. But in terms of kills, Anaya Carter, Ania, Car- dang, Anaya Carter, Clinton. Ah, okay. Uh, had 11 kills. Aaliyah Carter had eight. Cindy Boling four. Izzy Shosheski had three. Uh, Liz Grigorski, 2. Lauren Hinkle, 1. Uh, blocks, Cindy Bowling had 6. Katie Fernholtz, it's been a while since we've seen her. Uh, on the stat sheet, at least, in the leaders, had 3. And then Izzy... Sholszewski. I, <laughs> I said it well enough. You said it earlier. I said it well enough. I ruined the bit. And then for assists, Izzy... Shulshesky. Had 20. Uh, Lauren Hinkle, 7. Mackenzie Morris, 3. Then Mackenzie Morris led in digs with 12. Liz Grigorski and Izzy. Shulshesky. Both with five. There you go. Um, I don't know why I said there you go. Like you were the one having trouble with it. That's me. That's all on me. That's my bad. My I, fault.
1: I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's but, a little late.
0: It's a little late. But yeah, this just
1: consistently went. More dominantly in K-State's favor Over the course of the match Uh, LIU, there were a 1-10 in team Going into this So K-State, we we treated it exactly as we should uh, Which was uh, to completely dominate it Um, A little bit inefficient in the first set 15 kills, 10 errors Uh, But after that, 7 kills, 3 errors in the second set Uh, And then the last set, 15 kills Just 2 errors on 31 attack attempts Uh, So pretty good third set. Uh, LIU, um, they hit minus uh, .047 as a team in this uh, match. And then uh, KC hit uh, .253, obviously a lot better. They had seven aces to zero from LIU, uh, which you don't see very often. Not a single ace. Uh, KC had 10 blocks as well as a team. So, I mean, this was a pretty thorough domination uh, by K-State against An objectively worse team um, This game went exactly as it should have It does not make up for losing to Lipscomb Because nope. this team is, LIU is Now 1-11 So this is not really Making you feel any better about losing to Lipscomb uh, But It's still good to get another win uh, In the win column um,
0: And it's good to take care of business At home uh, We did what we needed to do Yep Then the next game or match is objectively a a much bigger one. That is this Saturday at noon, up against receiving votes, uh, Rice in the morgue. So that'll be a really big one to watch. Um, Shame that there's a football game going on during it. (laughs) Yep. so may not be a
1: ton of people with their main focus on Rice, but uh, if you... Um, have a ESPN app. I think you could maybe multicast, um, if you wanted to, and if not, you can put football on the big screen and uh, put volleyball on your phone, uh, if you want to. Um, if you don't know how to do that, figure it out. It's twenty twenty three, but <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's a pretty huge match. Uh, if nothing else, at least you know, just check Twitter every once in a while. They'll post updates um uh, but yeah big match as a team that beat us last year uh so winning against rice would be a huge win and a big uh resume boost uh for k-state the,
0: this is one i think that they really need so hopefully they're able to take care of business yep and that pretty much is it uh we're not going to do a wacky segment because the q a uh that we had quite a few number of wacky segments in there uh so do you have any any final any final words to say? I'm really looking forward to beating Mizzou uh this Sunday. Or Saturday,
1: I mean. And uh looking forward to checking out Columbia as well, seeing what's what.
0: Uh hopefully I survive. Uh but I am joking. But yeah. <laughs> uh, should be fun. Yeah. All I have to say is thanks everyone for uh fifty K downloads.
1: Yep, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. 50k downloads is awesome. We also just recently had a day with over 500 downloads uh, in just one day, uh, which is also really great. Uh, so, thank you for that as well. Uh, we're very happy to have an audience that not only is dedicated, but also seems to be growing year over year. Yeah. Uh, so, really, really pleased about that.
0: Yeah. May not be the biggest podcast, but we're one of the most consistent ones in terms mm-hmm. of. Constant listenership. We
1: may not be the biggest or the best, but we certainly are a podcast.
0: We got spunk. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alleycats podcast. If you want to follow or contact the show, you can follow us on just about anything at Aggieville a If you want to email us, we're AggievilleAlleycats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I am at ac edward 0, zero. I'm at Connor Balthasar, capital C, capital B. And if you want to support the show financially, please be sure to check out the official Aggieville Alleycats merch store where you can find the lovely established Alleycats design as well as the classic neon Alleycats, among several others. But most importantly, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, alley Cats.